is for the reading of God's Word. The uh, scripture reading this morning is from Acts chapter 11, 15 through 18. Acts chapter 11, 15 through 18, reading in Jesus' name. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as He did upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how, to use, how, how He used to say, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, if God gave to them the same gift as He gives to us, also after believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I, who was I that I could, I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they quieted down and glorified God, saying, Well then, God has granted to the Gentiles also the repentance that leads to life. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, I come before you this morning and I thank and I praise you for this wonderful day. I thank you for the day that we can be in your house. I thank you for the time that we can learn more about you. But as you talk to us right where we're at, right in our pew or right where we're standing, Lord, I'm asking that you would reveal the truth to us, the truth that is in your word. For we know your word is true, infallible, inspired, and that you give it to us, Lord, for reproof and correction, but also, Lord, to strengthen our faith in you. Lord, I love you so much, and I'm asking that you would use the words that I'm about to say to bring glory and honor to your name. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. And yes, I remembered my glasses today, so that's a good thing. We won't be having to take a, a break. It was funny, uh, those that were here Wednesday when I was trying to read and saw that I didn't have my glasses Dylan on the way home said we should have that little that, that uh, intermission thing playing while you have to run and find your glasses, but we don't have to do that today. But today is a day, a good day to be in the house of the Lord because the day that we're here today, we are, we are here, and as you've heard uh, the children's message just now about the rest of the story, that is such fantastic, thank you. I might piggyback on that just a little bit. But it is the truth, the rest of the story. We saw last week Peter have to go through some training, right? We saw Peter continually being trained. And the, this morning, or not this morning, but this week that I, you know, I've been sitting here and, 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 and saying, Lord, you know, what, what are you doing? You know, when you, when you, when you talk, when you, when, you, when you bring us to parts of Scripture, what is it? This week, because it sounds like it's the same thing over and over and over again. And the children's song that came to my mind is one that you've all heard, and it is, it is the one of, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How lovely and patient he must be. Because he's still working on me. Well, that's what's going on this week, again, in Peter's life. 
And it's being told to us and taught to us for a very special and specific reason. Peter, and remember who Peter was, Peter was one of the disciples, one of the apostles, and he was someone that would do anything, right? He was that guy that would jump out of the boat not fully dressed, or he was the one that would do whatever Christ would tell him to do. But sometimes he had to be asked, how many times again? Three times. He would also deny him three times. And today when we see this passage of Scripture again, God is getting His attention by making sure that He remembers that He's being still worked on. Because in today's Scripture lesson, then we're going to go back to verse 1. Because verse 15 through 18 is good, but unless you know the rest of the story, starting at the beginning going all the way through, you won't get it. So we're going to take a look at, we're going to step from chapter 11, verse 1, all the way through verse 18. And uh, we're going to take a look at, at Peter. Uh, the sermon is titled, Peter and the Critics. So here we go again. All right? Let's look at the first three, three verses of Acts chapter 11, where it says this. Now the apostles and the brethren who were, there, who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those who were circumcised took issue with him, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and you ate with them. There was an accusation. They accused him. Peter is criticized by some of the legalistic Jewish believers for fellowshipping with Cornelius, for one, but others, the, the Gentiles in Caesarea. They accused him of stepping into another world. Stepping into a world that, he doesn't, that he's better than. Remember what Peter did this last week? Remember when we went through that? And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And God had to correct him, right? He had a little bit of that, I'm better than them, but, you know. But here, we're seeing that this is after the fact. Peter, think about this. Peter, this is, this is what is in my head. Peter is on his way back to Jerusalem, right? And he's going, and he's, and he's like, man, that was a good that was a good Bible conference. That was so wonderful. Man, we were with some people that, 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 you know, that needed to know. And, and it happened. I got to watch God at work. I got to share the good news of Jesus Christ and salvation. And so, just think about that. He's probably just, you know, just walking in Jerusalem. Just, <laughs> it was a good time. Mountaintop experience, right? He gets back with his buddies, and they're like, huh, where to go? With the sinners again, were you? Don't you remember? It's only, it's only for us. 
So this high that he was on, this spiritual uh, uh, awakening, if you would call it, of that it is for all, right, is being squashed by his buddies, by his friends. Hmm. Kind of like what you shared the other day. I'm not going to use it, but if you get a chance, if you're on Facebook, there's an article that you need to read on Misty's website or Misty's feed or whatever. And, and, and it, is, it is about going to where sinners are. Fantastic, by the way. But that's what happened here. Peter went to the sinners. Hmm. And now his buddies were accusing him of doing these things. The Gentiles was anyone who was not a Jew. Most Jews believed that God offered salvation only to Jews because God gave them the law in Exodus chapter 19, verse 19 and 20, right? Remember, the law was given through Moses to the Jews. Well, there was no Gentiles there. God gave them the law for us only because we are the chosen race. Even though they can't keep one of them. A group in Jerusalem believed that Gentiles could or could be saved, but only if they followed what? Only if they switched over and became Jews and followed the Jewish law and tradition. In essence, if they first became Jews before becoming Christians... But guess what? Both were mistaken. God chose the Jews and, thought and taught them his laws so they could bring the message to guess what? To all people. Inclusive. So, I've got a couple of things. I've got a couple of Bible verses. I'm going to read them for you. Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start way at the beginning. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Ready? Here we go. And I will, this is this, we're focusing on that this is for all. Okay? All right, here we go. Genesis 12, verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you, and the, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Well, that's where he starts out, right? Okay, let's keep, keep going. Let's go into the Psalms. Psalm, Psalm chapter 22, verse 27. At the end of the earth, will, and, and the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship before you. But let me continue. Because in Isaiah 42, verse 4, says this, He will not be disheartened or crushed until he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands will wait expectingly for his law. We're not talking just one spot, we're talking the entire place. Okay? Jeremiah 16, 19 through 21. O Lord, my strength and my stronghold and my refuge in the days of distress, to you the nations will come from the ends of the earth and say, 
our fathers have inherited nothing but falsehood, futility, and things of no profit. Can man make God for himself? Yet they are not God's. Therefore, behold, I am going to make them known. This time I will make them known my power and my might, and they shall know my name is the Lord. How about Zechariah chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, Many nations, not just one or two, many nations will join themselves to the Lord in the day and will, and, and will become my people. Then I will dwell in the midst, and you will know the Lord your host has sent me to you. But wait, there's more. Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. For from the rising of the sun, even to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense is going to be offered to my name and a grain offering that is pure, for not my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Well, there's a bunch of Old Testament stuff, right? What about New Testament, Luke? Well, here we go. I got more of those too. How about Romans chapter 15, verses 9 through 12, where it says, And for the Gentiles, underline Gentiles, to glorify God for his mercy as it is written, therefore I, have, I will give praise to you among the Gentiles, and I will sing to your name. Again, he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. And let all the peoples praise him. Again, Isaiah says, There shall come from the root of Jesse, and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles hope. Should I rest my case? That's like pulling out every law book ever and going, There you go. Sorry, game over. When Peter brought the good news and the news of Cornelius' conversion back to Jerusalem, the believers were shocked that Peter had eaten with them. But after they heard the whole story, guess what? They praised God. So that was the, that, that was the first part. The accusing. So the thing thing is, is where Peter says, whoa, 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 let me tell you. Let me help you understand the argument that he gave. Verses 4 through 17, which we read is this. Okay, but Peter, again, speaking and proceeding to explain to them in orderly sequence, saying, I was, at the, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision an object coming down like great sheets, lowered by four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. And when I fixed my gaze on it, it was it was and was observing it, I saw the four-footed animals of the earth, and the wild beasts, and the crawling creatures, and the birds of the air. And I also heard a, a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, by no means, Lord, for nothing unholy or unclean has ever entered into my mouth. But a voice from heaven answered a second time, what God has cleansed no longer consider unholy. This happened three times. Okay. Just point that out. And everything was drawn back into the sky. And behold, at that moment... Three, 
men appeared at the house in which they were staying, having been sent to me from Caesarea. The Spirit told me to go to them without misgivings. These six brethren also went with me, and we entered the man's house, and he reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and have Simon, who is also called Peter, brought here. And he will speak to you by which conversation you will be saved, you and your whole household. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just as he did upon us in the beginning at the Pentecost, okay? And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he used to say, John baptized with water, which was John's mission, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit, Christ's mission, therefore. And whenever you see therefore, whenever you see therefore, you have to wonder what's it there for, okay? So it's kind of the equal sign, all right? So equals, therefore, if God gave them the same gift as he gives to us, also after believing in the, world, in, the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way. So, Peter is telling it like it is. First of all, he got the God, God got his attention again. How he got his attention is, I know you because I made you, and we've been through so many things, and I know I can get your attention by using things three times. That's the only reason why that's there. But it's also something as a linker, as a, as a, this is me, I'm talking to you. Got it? It's God talking. This is not a bad, a bad calzone or whatever you had for supper. I'm talking to you straight up, and I want you to know it. This is what needs to be done. Wow! So Peter just had, had another a vision with God, another one saying, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go. I need you to take it to the streets. I need you to go eat with those people. I need you to go teach those people. I need you to go and bring the good news of, God, of, of the salvation of Jesus Christ to them. Go. And Peter has to now come and explain to his friends to review his case. He tells them his vision from God in his visit to Caesarea. God had promised through Scripture that he would reach all nations. This began, like we said, in Genesis chapter 12, but also in 18, verse 18, and becomes very, very specific in Malachi, which we've already read, but I'll read it again, chapter 1, verse 11. But my name is honored by people of other nations from morning to night. But, it was extremely difficult as a truth for the Jews to hear. The Jewish believers to even accept. The Jewish believers understood how certain prophecies were fulfilled by Jesus Christ, but they overlooked a lot of the Old Testament teachings. Too often, they were inclined to accept only the parts that they liked that was feeding what they wanted. Have you ever been there? You ever taking Scripture out of context? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Okay. Yeah. 
Some people were honest and raised their hand. Some of you were like, uh-uh, I'm sitting on them. Boy, it's easy to use Scripture to make it say what we want it to say, doesn't it? Isn't it? Well, that's what it says. This is how I'm going to roll with it. Here's my box, God. Put it in. You know, my, my father used an illustration once of a pastor, and I don't know if I've told you this or not. I tell you a lot of stories, but anyways, I'll tell you this one too. Again, um, he, he used this, this story uh, when we lived in Valley City, North Dakota, and I remember, because it hit me right in the heart, uh, but he said that there was this woman, and the pastor that, 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 that was serving this church, this woman was, uh, would, would, would come to church every day with her Bible, because he said, bring your Bible to church. Make sure you bring your Bible to church, because we're going to go step by step, and we're, this is God's word, okay? But he would also, during, this, during some of the messages, he would say, that part is not valid, or he would say, that part is not really, it's not really what it says. So every time that she would hear that, she would rip that page out. Okay? So she ripped the page out. Every time she heard it, she'd rip the page out. And she'd put them over here. Rip the page out, put it over here. Rip the page. Well, after many years of being served by this pastor, he came to call on her because she was going to go on. She was going to pass on. And so she's on her deathbed. And the pastor said, well, we should read some scripture. Well, prepare your heart to, to meet the Lord. She goes, where's your Bible? And it's over there on the, on the, on the, in the bookshelf. So he goes over and he grabs it. He opens it up and it's completely empty. It's just the cover. And he goes, what happened to your Bible? There's nothing in it. Well, every single time that you told me that it was not true or that it wasn't relevant, I tore it out. And that's what's left. Get it? It's not about us. It's the Word of God. The Word of God is true. Cover to cover, front to back, left to right. You know, there's other words I can use. The best Bible is a red Bible. Get it? Red, read, okay, forget it. <laughs> but that's, it's the Word of God. And when we use it in a way as a tool or as a hammer to, do, to get what we want to get accomplished, it's not doing what God has sent it to do. God has sent it to do to teach us, to train us, to correct us, to encourage us, to give us direction. And Peter has to go and say, to his legalistic friends, that's an ugly word, isn't it? Legalistic. Ugh. To his friends that thought they knew it all. And he says, this is not right. God put us here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to deliver the good news. To deliver the news of Jesus Christ. Peter was, 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 was accused of, 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 of bringing this, or, or first of all, eating with the Gentiles, uh, uh, being, being unclean. And he also brought six witnesses with him 
as he, as he continued, uh, to, but mostly to back him up. And then he quoted Jesus' promise about the coming of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit. These Gentiles lived and had been changed, and that was the evidence that Peter and the believers needed to change, showing changed lives that were that was equally powerful. And guess what? It's happening today also. It's happening right now today, as we see the Holy Spirit at work. Jesus had demonstrated clearly that, that, that he and his message were for all people as he preached in Samaria in John chapter 4, 1 through 44, in the region of, 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 of Garnesis. It was, was populated by the Greeks in Matthew or Mark chapter 5, 1 through 20, and he even reached out to, to the Romans in Luke chapter 7. The apostles should have been surprised, but they were to do the same. But Peter rested his case. And he said, God has given the same Holy Spirit to the Gentiles as to the Jewish believers as previously received. Again, he's doing the, exa he's doing the exact same message again. He went now to to others, to a vast crowd, he's gone to the super awful yucky sinners, Gentiles. And now he's going to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees. I won't, tell, I won't say that same joke again even though I want to. The Sanhedrin, he's teaching them this poor fisherman turned preacher. But here's the cool part. The cool part is that, la that last verse. That last verse, verse 18, where it says, they, uh, when they heard this, they quieted down and glorified God, saying, well then, God has granted to the Gentiles and also the repentance that leads to life. He showed them contrition and faith. Being being, asking for forgiveness of your sins and knowing that you're being forgiven. Peter's critics believed him and offered praises to God for saving the Gentiles. The, the intellectual question ended with the, this, this and, and the theological discussion stopped with the report that God had given us the Holy Spirit to all, Jews and Gentiles. This was a turning point in that, in that early church where they, where they had to accept those who God has chosen, even though they were Gentiles. Hmm. Pastor Luke, why? why? Why are we here again? Why are we on the same topic again? So what's the take-home value of this? What is, what is this being, what's being taught today? What do we think? We're being taught that this is Jesus Christ dying on the cross is inclusive not exclusive. That even though we are not going to think the same way 
on a lot of different issues, not bringing any up. But the main thing is the main thing. The main thing is Jesus went to that cross for me and for you. Jews, Gentiles, all sinners. <laughs> and he's teaching it again. But this time, he's going after those that think they know better. Going to those that are the teachers of the law. And he's saying, come on down.